Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on Kick-Ass Wrestling, the zenith of British underground wrestling since 2008. A very good evening to one and all. It's uh, Thursday, the 25th of January, 2018. Holy fuck. Where's the year gone? It's only 11 months till Christmas, you know. Oh, I've been getting that. It's excruciating. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bollock cake. I know. 11 months till Christmas. I get it. Let me, let me digest last Christmas first, and then, you know, we'll sort that out. And, you know, in 10 months' time, I'll be probably ranting on about... Uh, you know, how every other song in, you know, in shopping, you know, that's why I'm not a fan of Christmas shopping, because, you know, you get the bloody Christmas songs coming out and being piped through the stores in, you know, by just after Halloween's finished, pretty much. Goodness me, it's excruciating. You know, to be fair, a month and a half before Christmas, the last thing you want to hear is Fairy Tale of New York. <laughs> you know, give it till at least... December the 1st, and then I'll be on board, but... Christ. Anyway, episode 21, series 5, KW Radio. I am, of course, your host, David Lovell. I was going to go into a massive soliloquy over uh, Christmas for no fucking reason, but uh, I've decided not to. Um, let's see. Uh, Stick It Up Your Valentine's is now... What, two and a half, three and a half weeks away? I can't remember now. It's on the 17th. Or... It, wait... One, two, three, twenty-one, twenty-three days away. It's on the seventeenth of February from St Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. It's going to be a fun show, no question about it. Um, myself and Liam Stevens have just been talking about uh, some of the um, future plans for Kick-Ass Wrestling on the road to KAW Ten on September twenty-ninth. Um, I've actually given uh, Liam a couple of ideas as to what matches I want to see in the next six months and can we steer shit in the direction of that um, and uh, well he's yet to um, say yay or nay but uh, he's t- you know, I'm off to the football with him on Saturday so uh, there'll be an opportunity to uh, talk to him about that if he's not shouting the odds as usual Um because, of course, his beloved Dagenham and Redbridge are at home to Solihull Moors. That should be an easy victory for Solihull Moors. Um, yeah, so, as it stands, we've got... I've On my card that I've written down all the matches and shit, we've got seven matches, which is pretty good. Um, and I've got a couple of matches to announce, as a matter of fact. Because I want to announce the whole card... By next week's edition of KAW Radio. So, for a start, I can confirm. um, After negotiations that have finished over the last couple of days, we will see the main event go down 100%. Um, It was a case of one party having to return their contract. That was, you know, sign their contract and return it to Kick-Ass Wrestling HQ. It's been returned and the match is official. It's now down to KW Management to figure out something as simple as how long. And I'll explain why. Because the main event is now signed, sealed and delivered. Mark West goes one-on-one with the original killer of Kick-Ass Wrestling Chaos. It's, a I quit, it's an I Quit match. 
and also it's Loser Leaves Town. Now, KW Management have decided not to make it a traditional Loser Leaves Town match where you lose, you know, you leave forever. They're going to decide how long uh, the Loser Leaves Town. So it's, uh, you know, we could see, uh, you know, either Mark West or Chaos leave town for as little as 30 days, which would take them up to just past March or Die, heading toward April Duels. Um, or, indeed, forever. Or for 12 months. And they'd be back at sticking up your Valentine's 10 if we do go that far. I'm not sure. Everything post-KW10, I have not got a sodding clue uh, what we do, quite frankly. It feels like it, it's uh, it's far away. It, it's far enough to, to you know for me to know that it's far away. But at the same time, it's it's in September for fuck's sake. It's eight months away. You know, seven months in February. It's mental. So yeah, it's uh, just a question of uh, dotting some I's and crossing some T's in regards to the um, direction that we're going into on the road to KW10. But your main event, Mark West versus Chaos, loser leaves town. I quit match. Anything goes. The only way to win is to um, force your opponent to say I quit for a microphone. It's going to be mental. So um, that is now signed, sealed, and delivered. And um, we will see that on uh, February 17th. Um, now, what confirmed, of course, was Chaos's um, travel arrangements being sorted. Of course, he comes from Hemel Hempstead. Um, I mean, it's not a million miles away, but he doesn't drive. And so we have to arrange some public transportation for him. Fortunately, Hemel Hempstead is, you know, 20-minute train ride to Houston, so that's a breeze to um, get to, quite frankly. And of course, Mark West and Chaos, their feud has been bubbling since uh, Chaos issued the challenge back on day one of the ninth anniversary weekend in September, so to say the very least, I'm looking forward to it. I think both participants will be looking forward to it, so that's your main event now booked 100%. Now, We've been trying to work out what to do as far as Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Champion Super Skull is concerned. Now, the plan is, at the moment, Skull currently has an open contract. And there's a couple of plans in mind to um, put some competitors in there. Uh, maybe for a multi-person matchup, but we'll announce his matchup next week on KAW. So, next, uh, next week on KAW Radio, so... Watch out for Super Skulls match. That will be announced uh, next Thursday. So that will be on the uh, 1st of February, as a matter of fact. Um, now, I will announce um, a, ma- uh, a match-up or two. Because um, I'm interested in seeing what happens here. Because, um, well, it's a matchup where you've got an established veteran returning to kick-ass wrestling action. And at the same time, you've also got uh, a newcomer who is, you know, trying to find their feet here in kick-ass wrestling. And to be perfectly blunt... It's fucking hard to find your footing in kick-ass wrestling. 
nowadays, especially with the uh, rise of the administration. And so, it's, you know, we decided to put this chap in this match, mainly to give him a leg up, but also we wanted to re-establish a guy who has, you know, obviously been around in kick-ass wrestling for a long time, and and accordingly, you know, we wanted to, um, you know, we wanted to uh, give that uh, individual a platform, I suppose, to um, to make a killer return. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at a text and an email I've gotten written literally in the last minute or so. Um, and it's regarding possibly another match because someone else uh, who isn't hasn't been booked yet has confirmed that they are available on February seventeenth and are in and are available in the area. And furthermore, they have an opponent in mind, um, and it's another one of those matches where, quite frankly, this individual. You know, could be an asset in facing someone. So, note that if, if anything. Um, but we'll 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 um, confirm that. We'll have to firm that all up in the next seven days. So, two matches we're going to announce next week on KW Radio. Um, so I'm trying to remember exactly as well what we've announced so far. So we've announced the World Tag Team Title Matchup, which was is you know, it's a given because Liam Stevens and Rogue. Uh, Stevens is subbing for Mark West, evidently, because West is in that main event. Um, the general managers decide to step in because he's a lunatic. And also, he's confident that he can regain the world tag titles for the administration. Now, they're facing Xavier James and Horsemeat of Essex Strong Style. Of course, the threesome, Horsemeat, James and Pete, part-time Pete, uh, current hardcore champion, they are... All, all three of them are recognised as world tag team champions under the Freebird rule. Um, so Essex Strongstyle have their team defending the world tag team titles. Rogue and Liam Stevens are ready to challenge them. Um, now Stevens has been set has been told by Kickass Wrestling Management below me, you know, but I've been told that um, no dick moves. He can't substitute himself out in this one. So, as far as uh, Essex Strongstyle are concerned, this bodes very well for for them. Because the last time Liam Stevens was in a kick-ass wrestling ring with Essex Strongstyle, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I don't think it um, turned out to be too good for him. Uh, now, I'm trying to remember. I think it may have been Carp ADM. That uh, last year that uh, it took place. If I've got, I might have gotten that wrong entirely. Uh, it was either British style or Carpe Diem around that time. It may even have been as early as April Duels, come to think of it. Um, but the bottom line is, there was a handicap match, if you remember, between Essex Strong Styles, Xavier James, and Horsemeat against. Um, Liam Stevens, and it was my dick move to him, 
because I think he'd. Bo- I, I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, just taking a look at the lineup. Let's take a look. Uh, it wasn't April Duels. There was a handicap match on there because that was Belial versus Gotham Vice. And then um, Gotham Vice's debut as a tag team. Um, let's see. I think it may have been Stick It Up Your Valentines. Because I'm sure that Stevens booked Belial in the handicap match. That's kind of a... No, I'll tell you what, there was some there were more than a fair few handicap matches in twenty seventeen. Uh, there was another one. That was Blaze versus Fucking Therapy. Stick it up to Valentine's. That saw Horsemeat attacked and the administration fucked his shoulder. Um I'm trying to remember now. Fuck, it's hard to remember exactly what happened. <laughs> um but uh yeah, looking at my lineups because it happened in, but these these handicap matches occurred in Chadwell. I might as well mention. Uh, that's something to to note. Um, let's see. No, because British Style had Blaze versus Horsemeat. Must have been Carpe Diem. Pretty sure. See this line up. Um yeah, bear with me. I'm not shit. I'm just being thorough. Yeah, it was it was um my dick move to Liam Stevens. I booked him against Essex Strong Styles, Horsemeat and Xavier James at Carpe DM. Yeah, there we go. And if I'm right, um I think I'm trying to remember now. I think thanks to Drake Gray, Essex Strong Style won by disqualification. And wouldn't you know who won the pony? They fucking did. Because um, then Stevens clock broke his dick move gun on horse meat's head. It's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. There we fucking go. Okay, so... Um, uh, so, let's see. Back to... Uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not shit. I'm just thorough. So we got, yeah, world tag team titles on the line. Horse meat and Xavier James defend against Liam Stevens and Rogue. Stephen subbing for Mark West. Um, we've also got a potential. Now we were, I think we were going to have a four-way matchup for the international championship. Indeed, we were as DL Hicks defends against Blaze Belial and Selfie Dick. That was announced last week on KAW Radio, if my memory serves me correctly. That should be a fun four-way contest. Um, we've also got that big uh, confrontation between Big Ass Tiger and Miss Tigress. Tiger. Is trying to get some answers from Tigress after what happened at November Payne. Um, of course, we've got the I Quit matchup, Lose Leaves Town, between Mark West and Chaos. Uh, like I said, I'm being thorough. Um, that's it. Yep, that's it. I remember now. Uh, the matchup I've got to announce is. Um, yep, that's it. Um. <coughs> Yeah, I'm sort of looking. The funny thing is, you know, because of some of the emails I've gotten, I might be able to rejig some stuff. If I can rejig some stuff, then that'd be fucking brilliant. But uh, the matchup I'm going to announce is the return of the Psycho Saint, Anger. Now, Anger last appeared at Beachful Bashings in July. 
unsuccessfully def- uh, challenging for the undisputed kick-ass wrestling championship against DL Hicks. Um, Anger has been injured in the last few months. He had a, re- he had a bad knee injury uh, coming off of the uh, uh, matchup with Hicks. And he's just been wait- rehabbing that like a demon. And has been waiting for his opportunity. And he gets it. Um, now, as far as Anger's concerned, he's a veteran. He's been around for just a shade under six years, as a matter of fact. He debuted in 2012 at November Payne. So, just a shade, actually about five, yeah, five years and change. Um, now, he is going to go up against one of our kick-ass wrestling rookies that have been, you know, kind of almost saving our asses a couple of times in um, matches because um, wrestlers have been injured and they've stepped into the breach and it's going to be a big opportunity for this chap because Anger will face Kawhi Kid in singles competition. Um, of course, Kawhi Kid is the excursioner from Pro Wrestling Shinjuku, uh, um, the promotion that we are good friends with over in the land of the rising sun. Kawhi Kid, of course, <coughs> excuse me, trained by Yoshihiro Tashidushi, former Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. So he's got the credentials, unquestionably. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a very tough test for him because anger is, um, you know, he will crush. You know, if he can, he will murder you. He will absolutely crush you. Anger is a former un. I'm trying to remember his uh, credentials. Former hardcore champion. Former international champion. He's held titles before. And he came so close to becoming the undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. I was, I felt so, I felt so sorry for him. Because he, he came so close to um, ending D.L. Hicks' reign of terror as undisputed champion. But alas, it was super skull that ended it for us but uh, that's another story um, so yeah that's our next matchup that we've announced it's Kawhi Kid versus the Psycho Saint Anger in what I anticipate will be Kawhi Kid's toughest match to date unquestionably um, now taking a look at uh, what else I've got on the docket um, I've got um, some graps to talk about if I can fucking remember it, that is. Um, no, in all, seri- <laughs> in all seriousness, um, yep, I I only went to two, um, uh, a couple of shows to this this weekend. Some fun stuff, um, and it was a double header, which I I will be honest, double headers are hard, especially double headers, which you know. I mean you you have to start a bit early and then you just uh yeah so you start so you know, you start early and you finish late and it's uh, yeah it's pain the fucking ass quite frankly but uh got there in the end um and um yeah so we ha- we saw two shows the first one was a debut uh, a debut promotion that was the International Wrestling League. Uh, 
they ran a show uh, at the Britannia Village Hall in Silvertown um, on Saturday afternoon quite a nice little venue actually come to think about it um, very intimate around the corner from um, West Silvertown Station and I will say this with all you know I say this out of a place of love the bounciest sprung floor in the history of sprung floors Jesus fucking Christ I, I, I joked that it was a test lab for um, a, a former test lab for the Ministry of Silly Walks <laughs> I wasn't fucking wrong though to be fair it was a very bouncy floor Let's just say that. So, um, got got to the venue. Decent draw. About, I'd say about 50 people. It wasn't a huge, like I say, it wasn't a huge venue by any stretch. Um, there were a few chairs uh, laid out. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it was an intimate venue. Um, myself and my colleagues who... Where we decided to take a detour. I'll tell you what, how's this for a detour? We took a detour via um, the Weatherspoons at Victoria Station, evidently. <laughs> um, because we're fucking mental. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, uh, it was uh, because we were, wait, we, we were basically picking up a couple of people. And... I think the plan was originally to go via Cannon Street or something like that. One of the guys that we were sort of meeting was unable to make it to via Cannon Street, so I had to go via Victoria instead. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, fun stuff, if I'm honest with you. And I'm hoping that they return actually because they've got potential. Let's just say that it's not like it's not it's not it wasn't shit. But, at the same time, uh, it was, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, IWL on Twitter, in Rest League, um, their, their synopsis basically was, missed our first event, this is what you missed. A game of rock, paper, scissors between Eddie Dennis and Alexander Roth, uh, Dazzling Daryl Allen as our official first aider, both true actually, and a very, very bouncy floor, I discovered that. I'm taking credit for it, damn it. Uh, oh, we had some wrestling too. And I'll tell you what, what was interesting, also in attendance, just out of fucking nowhere, was uh, Matthew of Botchamania fame. I don't even know why. <laughs> he, he was there in, in attendance. Uh, I, I think he was just in town, and that was like the first show that someone pointed out to him, pretty much. So, um, yeah, amazing what happens sometimes. Who you meet at... Um, at the wrestling. Um, so taking a look at their results. Because they posted the results for IWL Genesis. Um, on January 22nd on their Twitter. Um, <clears throat> decent opening contest for Maro Chavez. Defeat Tengu. Um, you know it was solid. <coughs> Excuse me. That cough I've been trying to fight for the last month. Is starting to come back. And I'm not fucking happy with that. Um, yeah but I was I was happy with this opening contest. Decent stuff. Um, then on second was the the women's matchup of the afternoons. Laura Di Matteo got the victory over Nina Samuels. Um, in the matchup that uh, they were talking about, also involved rock paper scissors uh, and a bit more sh- in a way of shenanigans as well. Um, Alexander Roth defeated Eddie Dennis. Um, then the second half, 
um, Maverick Mayhew defeated Jack Sexsmith in a matchup that involved a lot of. Uh, it actually involved midway through the match a Rochambeau um, contest. If you're not sure what the Rochambeau contest is, it's where you kick a guy in the nuts, he kicks you in the nuts, and the first one to fall dies, or something like that. And referee Martin Raymondson got kicked in the nu- uh, punched in the nuts as well when he tried to ask for reason, which was funny as fuck. In a serious environment, that would have gone as a disqualification, but, you know, it was played for laughs almost. Played to make you lull, I believe is the expression. Um, Connor Mills defeated Richie D-Light. Um, yeah, it was okay. D-Light is just a million levels below Connor, though, unfortunately. So, that was, that was, that knocked the quality a little bit, uh, down. Um, and your main event, um, which finished at two minutes past five. The show was meant to finish at five o'clock because, obviously, there were people heading to the, um, second part of the doubleheader, I'll explain in a minute. Um, Fantastic David Francisco defeated Roy Johnson. Like I said, two minutes past five this this finished. By the time the finish took place um, and Francisco got the pin, half the front row was out the front door heading toward um, where Silvertown Docklands. Uh, But no, in all seriousness, a fun show. And I'm genuinely hoping that they can return. Um... Uh, apparently, though, the group of friends that we uh, that I went with, we're called the we've we've now given ourselves a um, rather silly nickname of the Beyond Bouncy the the Bouncy Beyond Brigade or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think we're still working on which format works best. <laughs> but um, the reason why is because obviously number one, the bouncy floor of the Britannia Village Hall, very bouncy. Super fucking bouncy. And number two, um, basically they cordoned off a part of the foyer because beyond that would be where the wrestlers would change, you know, the wrestlers changing rooms and all that shit, um, which I think was in another hall. I think there's like two halls. There's a big hall and then a smaller hall, which acted as the changing room. Um, So there was a sign on top of two chairs saying... um, only wrestlers beyond this point. It was a typo of beyond, of course. And, you know, we had, everyone had a bit of a tickle. It was it was funny, you know. It was all in good humour. It wasn't meant to take the piss or anything like that. Um, yeah, so I was quite impressed. There was some decent stuff. And, as mentioned, hoping IWL have a follow-up show because that was a fun... It was a fun couple of hours, actually. And like I said, it was very. Uh, what I what I'll give our IWL credit for is that it was a very tight to time show. It was it was nothing was no waste emotion in the matches, for certain, and uh, also a little bit of an awareness of this during the main event. Roy Johnson actually saying like five minutes before the finish, um, look, some of these guys have got to get to your call, <laughs> you know, and yes. That's where we headed. Well, myself and um, two people, uh, two, of my, two of my comrades actually took a diversion via Mile End to the KFC uh, in Mile End, which used to be the Golden Friar, which was genuinely the best chip shop in Tower Hamlet, and then it closed and became the KFC. Uh, I think Golden Bird, which is the Chinese next door, I think it's owned by the same people. That's still around, which is... Um, 
bit of a blessing in disguise. But yeah, I remember when you know I found that Golden Fryer had closed. I think I was you know going to order something from them from like Just Eat or whatever the fuck, and they were offline. And so I thought nothing of it. Fast forward to a couple of days later when I'm heading toward a show. I have to go via, you know, for this one. I'm going via my land. And when you know who won the pony, there's a fucking KFC there. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. It's like, it was almost like they'd taken over the shop in the, in the, in the dead of night. It, it, it was weird. It felt like one day there was a chip shop there that did some really quality kebabs, by the way. And it just became a KFC overnight. It's incredible. So weird. Um, yeah, so um, I'm going to find the results. But uh, yeah, RevPro held their first show in York Hall, 2018, high stakes, 2018. Um, thanks to um, some some uh, good pals for... Uh, um, Saving us, myself and Liam Stevens, a couple of seats. Uh, because, I'll be honest with you, I was quite, you know, I was shitting myself that uh, I weren't going to get, uh, you know, get a seat or anything like that. But we did. And I'll be honest with you, Repro started their year in York Hall, um, on a very, very high note, um, because, let's see, 5pm doors, 6.30 start, basically, I I was listening to the A-Square Circle podcast, which is presented by Andy Quilton and Andy Boy Simmons, Andy Quilton, of course, the promoter of Repro, Andy Boy Simmons, of course, the colour commentator, on more than one occasion, Um, and, uh, Quilden was talking about how, obviously, there was an incident a few years ago, or a couple of years ago, I think about two or three weeks before a repro show to be he- that was going to be held at York Hall, uh, and that involved a bloke getting murdered outside York Hall. So, obviously, the venue um, required tougher security measures, let's just say that. Now... Repro secure, uh, security of repro shows do get short shrift, and Quilden was talking about you know, how he almost got into a fight with a, um, a guy who was managing a um, security team at a Red Pro show. I think the Red Pro show after, after this uh, incident, or, or some shit like that. Or it may even have been their last one, which was with an uprising uh, in, in December. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on... I think that's when I kind of zoning out at work, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. But the point is, is that... Um, uh, Quilden mentioned, yeah, that some some of the um, security would get a little bit overzealous. I, I remember the first time uh, they, they implemented this security measure. I now know that uh, the security guy that um, searched me now knew what my religion was, at the very least. Um, <laughs> not to mention um, exactly how much cocaine I was smuggling in. <laughs> you, you get the idea. It was that kind of deal. It was very thorough. Um, and then I think a later show, I think last year or something like that, uh, was uh, 
I mean, quite funny uh, to mention this. Yeah, is that the, the next one? I, I was literally thinking in the back of my head <coughs> as this security guy was searching me. Uh, <coughs> you could have bought me dinner first. <laughs> but that was my first thought. <coughs> oh, oh me! Right, so let's um, take a look because I found the card and the results um, on the uh, thingamajig on the the gimmick. Um, and the opening contest was a fun little matchup between two guys that, um, if you've been to cockpit shows, you've seen blossom pretty much before your very eyes. As Curtis Chapman defended the Repro British Cruiserweight title, which he won at York Hall, against Rob the Gob Liars. Um, some call him Rick A. I call him a knob because, you know, Rob the Knob. Huh, lol. Um, uh, but. Seriously, the two of them had a really good match. There was a little bit of a run-in from Eddie Dennis, who helped Chapman um, set up for the Sega Mega Driver, which look it is genuinely, it looks like the most brutal move in the history of British wrestling. If you've not seen Curtis Chapman's Sega Mega Driver, look at, find it. I don't care, I don't, you know, go and repro on demand and watch the end of this match, because he pinned Lias in about 10 minutes, after this move, and I thought Lias had died in the centre of that area. It, it looked like he'd been murdered. It is a fucking brutal move. But it was a very good match. The crowd were really appreciative, because they've seen those two, you know, rise up as contenders through the ranks, you know, and Chapman becoming the Cruiserweight champion was a natural progression of that, and uh, fun stuff. Um, after the match, as... Um, Match two was entering the ring. Eddie Dennis was yet to exit. Him and Josh Bodum had a bit of a Barney at the um, stage. Um, and speaking of Bodum, he would tag up with Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson, against um, CCK's Chris Brooks and Travis Banks, former British tag team champions in Red Pro, of course. Heated matchup between uh, these two teams. Um, Bodum and Gibson mesh really well. And, and and I think it's it's actually a breath of fresh air for Bodum because with someone like Gibson, you know, he's not upstaging him by any stretch of the imagination. Bodum feels like someone who upstages everyone he, he's in a match with. With someone like Gibson, who's a better heat machine than Bodum, Gibson, you know, is, a, is obviously a pantomime-style heel in that, you know, obviously he, he cuts his promo and the fans just, you know, boo the shit out of him. Whereas I know some people actually legitimately want to see Bodum fuck the fuck off, preferably into the sea. Liam Stevens being an example of this. As a matter of fact, Liam Liam calls him Josh Boredom. Um, <laughs> but the the you know you look at it objectively, Bodum actually is quite a versed wrestler, no question about it. But I think it's just funny because he's a heel. You know, t- you know to just mock him. You know, and obviously, the, you know, the CCK tandem, you know, are, you know, tremendous. You know, the cockpit crowd got them super over. And then, you know, it translated not so much in York Hall, but it's still, they're still super over, still one of the best acts in Red Pro. These two had a great tag match. Lots of, um, quote unquote, sick fucking tag moves, as a matter of fact. Um, and it finished with Chris Brooks submitting. Zach Gibson with the octopus hold in about uh, 11 minutes. A uh, nice little 
nice little matchup. Um, then, in my opinion, came the down the downer of the show, and that's not a slight on either man. It's just it felt that this 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 took forever to get into fifth gear, as Adam Brooks got the victory in uh, his repro debut over the all day star Ryan Smile in about twenty one minutes, um, and. A decent debut for Brooks, but it just felt that it, it could have it could have accomplished a lot more in ten, you know, in twelve minutes, for example. And I think a lot of it felt to me that a lot of matches ran a little short because of that. Um, and the post-match smile saluted all four sides of the crowd, which in some people's eyes felt like a goodbye. Um, I mean, if you know, long story short, Ryan's not exactly had the best of times outside the ring. He's still a solid performer, no question about it. But at the same time, obviously, he was a part of the Lucha Forever promotion that fell off a cliff uh, a couple of months ago. And obviously, that isn't going to be great for you, you know, your well-being and whatnot. And, you know, obviously, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Uh, but... It yeah, it feel I feel feels a little bit like Ryan may have to be maybe just sort of stepping away a little bit to try and sort stuff out. I don't know. It felt like that a little bit to me anyway. But moving on, uh, fourth matchup of the card was um, a fantastic international tag team matchup. Both you know, these tag matches were fucking amazing. Like the the CCK Bowden Gibson one was good. But this one between the IWGP heavyweight tag champions uh Evil and Sonata of Los Ingobernables de Japon um against Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Fucking hell, this was for fourteen minutes of all killer no filler. Um and it finished with Sonata pinning Fletcher and it was a good matchup, unquestionably. It was it was good, good shit. Um, my kind of graps. Um, and that was just the first half. <laughs> Figure that one out. Um, so, moving on. Uh, now, this was the now, now. As far as disappointment was concerned, I said the Brooks versus Smile match was disappointing was the downside. This was actually the disappointment of the show, but given the circumstances, I kind of understand why things happened, let's just say. Uh, As the new undisputed British women's champion, Ginny, defended her title against against both B. Priestley and Millie McKenzie in a three-way contest to open the second half, which I think may have been a a bit of a mistake because... Um, well, everyone was still at the fucking bar. <laughs> it was a 15-minute interval, but it was a tight 15-minute interval. It was almost like 14 minutes, 59 seconds, second half started. Uh, it felt like, anyway, to me. Uh, Ginny won after 7 minutes, 45 seconds. I'm reading my good friend Gadge's tweets on uh, Twitter. He's the guy that, uh, you know, you kind of go to sometimes when it comes to times and shit. Uh, so Ginny retained the title, but during the match, um, she suffered an injury. I'm trying to remember what it was, but she also she, she she suffered a concussion as well. 
Um, but I think she suffered an arm injury. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Um, but she capitalises on the work of Millie McKenzie by pinning B Priestley to retain the title. Just got the fuck out of there. Um, now, uh, someone who I know who goes to the cockpit shows said apparently he's got someone in the back, his words, not mine, that uh, apparently that matchup was literally cut in half because of Ginny's injury. <laughs> so they were meant to go 13 minutes or so and Ginny was to retain. Right. So, yeah, it, the match never went, it never really got out of the first gear, but, you know, Millie was kind of allowed to get her, you know, her whole suplex shtick in, which is super popular and justifiably so. Um, but, so, yeah, it was, that was the disappointment of the show, but it was only because, obviously, of the mitigating circumstances, they had to cut the match literally in half. Um, now, I always say that wrestling is an art and a science. Well, this was a fucking masterpiece. Uh, and the thing is, it isn't even their best match ever between these two opponents. But it was an absolute slice of fried gold. As Will Ospreay, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, took on Mark Andrews. And after 10 minutes of magic... 9 minutes 43 to be precise. Will got the pin with the os cutter. And holy shit. It was absolute magic. And then Adam Brooks attacked Osprey and Mandrews. Um, so it's obvious that uh, they're... It looks like they're setting up Will versus Brooks. Uh, I think if I'm right, they had a really good match in Australia. So it makes sense that you'd have it on the on these shores as well. And then the main event... Um, it didn't feel like it was the main event because you had two very short sub-10-minute matches that made up the rest of the second half. Um, but that was the truth. As um, Suzuki-gun, British heavyweight champion Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki challenged the uh, Red Pro Tag Champions uh, Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, Tyler Bates. And this was brilliant. Oh, my. Genuinely won the... F- you know, it felt it. There was a big fight feel from the start, and also you know there was the anticipation that Zach could become you know a double champion in Rev Pro. Of course, being the British heavyweight champion, it, it just felt that that was a possibility. And Minoru Suzuki is probably one of the best imports that Rev Pro ever brought over. You know, just you've just got to remember. You know, he is a stone cold veteran, but he's a he's a he's a bloke that you know is still amazing, amazingly good. And it was Suzuki who pinned Tyler Bate after twenty one minutes with a gotch pile driver to capture the belts for himself and Zach. And like I said, absolutely amazing. Um show overall and uh, the show finished just before 10 a 10 o'clock I, 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 t- I tell you what it was fucking weird going into the petrol station um sort of by that junction of old ford road and bethel green road and it's still being open because normally when i'm down in bethel green and the show finishes it's like nearly midnight the petrol station shut uh, and that's obviously during my monthly sojourns to Prairie and Eve. So, yeah, you get the idea. Um, 
So, yeah. At the end of the day, it was freaking brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, I was <coughs> more than impressed by my double header. Uh, I was going to do a four FW show, but because um, they were doing a double header themselves in Swindon. Uh, at the MECA, but uh, alas, I couldn't sort that out in time. It was just literally, it was just a case of logistics more than anything, um, which is a pity because, you know, it's been a while since I've been to Swindon. Uh, last time I was in Swindon was, if anyone remembers, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and it was some fun shit, let's just say that. Yeah, so that's uh, my weekend in Graps. Um, and let's see, have I got anything else to mention? Not really. I'll just plug um, the upcoming, if I can remember. Uh, so next week, well, this Saturday, I'm at Dagenham Redbridge versus Solly Hall Moors with Liam Stevens. And then um, Sunday, I'm at Progress. Uh, at the Electric Ballroom, and I'm trying to remember what the fucking title of the, uh, you know when you just completely draw a fucking blank as to what the thing is, <laughs> the name, don't you just hate it when you cut yourself off, <laughs> I inadvertently knocked my uh, microphone out of its socket, because I'm a twat. Um, but chapter 62, Fear No More, Come to Dust, at the sold-out Electric Ballroom. That's going to be a fun little bit of grappling. Um, first progress show of the year. Um, and then it's the Royal Rumble. Um, so I'm going to be here at KWHQ, getting, hopefully getting very drunk, because I've still got a bottle and a half of Jägermeister, which, uh, I didn't polish off over Christmas. Um, so that's going to be, uh, that. Um, then on February 3rd, I am at Southside in Stevenage at Gordon Craig Theatre. There's a fucking stacked card there. One week later, I'm at Presley Kickham in the Stereotypes, sold out at the Resistance Gallery. Uh, February 11th is Masters of the Luchaverse from Triple L. I enjoyed the Triple L show I went to, uh, when was it? La- not last weekend, weekend before. And so I decided to go to, uh, that, uh, their, their follow-up. Uh, they've got them. I'm trying to remember now. Oh, fuck. Let's go to the event. Because I've got the event right here. Um, shit. Who is it? Here we go. Oh, there we go. Uh, Road Fam, the Lucha, London Lucha League champion, defends the title against Buffalo Soldier, who won the um, Battle Royal at the last show to become the number one contender. Um, then on. Then we're going into some, uh, wait a minute, no, tell a lie, I've just realised, on February the 7th, I think, wait, February 7th, I'm at Progress Live at the Dome, I forgot about that, Tuffin Park Dome, uh, the monthly residence there, so I've got I've got tickets for that, I've just realised because it's not, it's not a Facebook event for it. So I'm there. Uh, February 13th is going to be a very interesting show because it's the debut show of Hustle Wrestling, which is a um, training school 
that only launched last year. And I'll tell you what, how, how cool is this? I've been waiting for proper graps to take place in this uh, area for the longest time now. Um, but yeah, Hustle Wrestling are based, and this is where the first show is going to be, uh, Edmonton County School. Yep. Um, so Graps returns to N9 for the first time in ages. Um, okay, admittedly, there's some wrestling that takes place occasionally at Millfield Theatre in Edmonton. But A, that's an 18, and B, that's LDN, so it doesn't count. It's more sports entertainment-y. Uh, but they've announced two matches uh, that really intrigue me. Uh, which uh, The first one is a clash of styles. Um, British, uh, British wrestling le- legend Johnny Kidd going up against the king of the goths, Jimmy Havoc. And talk about a clash in styles, but also that's a battle of generations. You know, Johnny Kidd won the last ambassadors, really, of the world sport era against Jimmy Havoc, who's pretty much a vanguard of the modern era. And talk about, like I said, talk about a clash of styles. Interesting to see how that goes. And then also you have Joseph Connors versus Travis Banks, which on paper looks to be, some some may say it's not their cup of tea. I'm genuinely interested to see how that goes. Um, so yeah, that's at Edmonton County School. Um, from what I can gather, there's only a few ringside tickets left. Uh, genuine, genuinely worth um, checking that out. Their first show is called <coughs> Superlative Standouts. I like the name of the show. They've also got on the card Charles Samuels um, and a couple of other guys. So check that shit out. February 17th, uh, my good friend uh, and uh, yours, Mr. Liam Stevens, will be at RCWA Valentine's Brawl at the Chafford Sports Centre in uh, Raynham. Um I will be, however, babysitting a bunch of people. <laughs> For one, I'll be babysitting Chaos, because he'll be here, um, and uh, a couple of other people. So, yeah, I've been uh, put in charge of uh, a lot of stuff in regards to running of the show. <laughs> um, Stick it up your Valentine's 9, of course, taking place. 1 p.m. kickoff. Uh, should be done by half past five, hopefully. Uh, and your main event, of course, is that loser leaves town. I quit match between Chaos and Mark West. Also, the world tag titles are on the line as Essex Strong Styles, Xavier James, and Horsemeat defend against Liam Stevens and Rogue. Um, we've just announced Saint the Psycho Saint Anger versus Kawhi Kid. We are going to announce Super Skulls match. Uh, as he defends the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship next week. We've got another matchup in the pipeline, but we'll, if we can confirm it, we'll also announce that in the next week. Um, plus, the four-way matchup for the International Championship, DL Hicks versus Blaze versus Belial versus Selfie Dick. Uh, February 18th, I'll be at Tooting and Mitchum United Football Club, BW Rising Empire 3. Um, <coughs> they're pretty much now on the brink of announcing... Uh, they pretty much announced their full card, I think, for this show. Um, now, like I said, some of their stu- some of their stuff isn't my cup of tea, especially on the men's side of things. But their women's side of things, they kind of get right. So, at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain. Uh, evidently, on on the um, 17th of February, it's an interesting um, 
project, as it were, from Prosling Eve and XWA Wrestle Friends, which is uh, Wrestle Friends is XWA's banner that they use for shows at Resistance Gallery, um, and they're collaborating, for lack of an expression, for a show called Equal Fights. I love the name Equal Fights. That's at the Resistance Gallery at 3 p.m. on the 17th. And I'm super gutted I can't make it because I'm running my own fucking show. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a pain in the fucking co- cock, quite frankly. Um, so, if I may, because they, what they did was they, the, the concept was they had one All Eve show, a uh, match, one All XWA match, and then four intergender matches. So four interpromotion matches. So let's take a look. This is their lineup. <coughs> so the All Eve matchup. Oops. Yeah, the All Eve matchup is Caitlin Diamond versus Nina Samuels. The WrestleFriends matchup is Costa K versus Rocky Mac in the return of the World of Sport match. Um, so World of Sport style rounds with a game of countdown in between. I love it. Then you go into the um, the uh, um. The mixed matches. So you have Jocelyn versus the Mysterious Pirate. Rhea O'Reilly challenging Cara Noir for the XWA British Heavyweight title. Charlie Morgan versus Doug Williams. That is a matchup I never in a million years thought I'd want to see. <laughs> and, your, and, and, and your final ma- um, matchup is Millie McKenzie versus Jimmy Havoc. Another matchup I never thought in a million years I'd want to see. So, that's Pro Wrestling versus XWA WrestleFriends equal fights. And, like I said, I'm super gutted I can't make that, you know. Because that looks like an amazingly fun little bit of um, business. I hope they do a second one and many more. Um, and I'm a bit gay because I could have gotten a discount on that because I'm, in a, I'm a Pro Wrestling season ticket holder. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit gutted. Like I said, a bit gutted. Um, <clears throat> then on... Um, so February 18th, back to BW for a brief second. They've announced um, a couple of matches. They announced uh, Rude Boy Matt defending the AIWF European title against Damien. They announced... What did they announce recently? That's of note. They announced Rio versus Cat Von Cage. Rio, of course, uh, the current PCW Women's Champion. Uh, and Cat Von Cage is the current Deeds contract holder in BEW. Um, and then everything else, they pretty much, uh, you know, they pretty much announced uh, last week. Uh, so they announced, oh, they announced recently that the, the hit set are, have been recognised. Well, they, they declared themselves the Croydon Street Fight Tag Champions. Um, and they just brought, uh, uh, you know, these super shitty old tag belts. Um, that look fucking dilapidated and shit. BEW have since recognised them as the BEW 24-7 tag team champions. Um, so they're now a BEW sanctioned championship. And it's interesting to see what happens from there. Um, so yeah, that's my February in a nutshell. There's some other stuff happening, but that's pretty much the meat of it. So on to plugs before we sign off. Uh, I haven't even got a fucking show closer in mind which is my busted fault quite frankly so i've got to try and find a decent show closer while at the same time remembering all the plugs 
here we fucking go. Um, so we start with our website, which is kickasswrestling.co.uk. That's uh, kickasswrestling.co.uk is our website. Check that out. That's been updated to a degree. Uh, or videos and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, that's all of that. Um, also... Again, I'm trying to remember what we've got to plug. Uh, on social media, I am at, uh, well, Facebook is facebook.com slash the boss David Lovell. D, uh, you know, L U V V A L L. Shouldn't be too hard. Um, and our group is at facebook.com slash group slash kickass wrestling UK. On Twitter, I am at twitter.com forward slash KW Commissioner. The KW Twitter itself is at K-A-W underscore underground. And there's other shit on there. Just, uh, you know, do the usual shit. Just uh, get involved and whatnot. Um, and on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash um, Kickass Wrestling UK. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That cough is coming back to haunt me. Which is a pain in the ass. Um, and uh, I am struggling to find this show closer because I, there was one which I had in mind, and it's just a pain in the ass because I found it and then I haven't. If that makes sense. So yeah, bear with me. Um, okay, so go to. Um, tinyurl.com forward slash kwswag for our shop zone. Our shop zone uh, doesn't have an offer at the moment because, you know, it's on the road to Valentine's Day and uh, it's a pain in the ass because they'll have an offer probably tomorrow or some bollocks like that. So that's super fucking frustrating, if I'm honest with you. Um... So, so yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's that, um, and then of course for archive episodes of um, KW Radio, go to tinyurl.com forward slash KAW Radio. Um, recently, I recorded my latest bonus episode, which was my program exploits of two thousand and seventeen. Um, yeah, so that's up now so get the fuck involved um i'll tell you what though it did teach me something very very quickly the hardest thing you can do is try and um do a review of 79 shows in the space of three hours which is what i did and it's fucking like i said it is fucking hard um because, if I'm honest with you, how I managed to do it was just some fucking wizard shit, quite frankly. Um, yeah, so that's uh, KW Radio. Listen to the bonus episode 20 on the bonus episode strand. If you already subscribed to me on there, um, yeah, it should be updated to your podcast feed whatever the fuck you use um so let's finally 
mention our show schedule. Uh, it's uh, February 17th. Our next show stickers up be Valentine's 9. Then on Friday, March 9th is um, March or Die. Uh, so, yeah, not No Love Lost. This year it's March or Die. Um, then on April 7th, back to... No, March 9th is at um, KW House, Stepney, um, as part of the Friday Night Undergraps Strand. Um, April 7th is April Duels 10. That's on WrestleMania weekend. That's going to be a really fun show. We've got a lot uh, in store for that. May 18th and 19th is a doubleheader. May 18th is Turning on the Style 2018. And um, British Style 10 is 24 hours later. So Turning on the Style was at KW House. Uh, British Style is at Shadwell, Samaritan Church Hall. Uh, June 16th is Carpe Diem 2018. August 4th is the final stop, 2018. And then it all leads to the granddaddy uh, of all British underground wrestling. Our show literally one full decade in the making. KAW 10 taking place on Saturday, September 29th. So yeah, that's it for now. Um, like I said, we've got a lot to um, cover in the next three weeks. Um, again, our programming note, our season finale is uh, on February 14th. Oh, excuse me, February 16th. Um, February 14th, I might be out. I don't fucking know. But yeah, our Series 5 finale is on Friday, February 16th. The day before Stick It Up Your Valentines. So uh, get listening to that, of course. Uh, I'll be back next Thursday with some more bollocks and obviously some matches to announce for Stick It Up Your Valentines. But uh, until then, I'm just going to take a show closer out the hopper. I've got the strokes and someday uh, out of the hopper. Um, So, yeah, until next time, until next week, I've been David Lowell. Say so long from KWHQ here in Stepney, East London. We'll talk to you next week here. This has been episode 20, series 5 of KW Radio. Take care. See you later.